everybody, Kirk here. You are listening to the Church Theology Podcast. My name is Kirk Miller, and I'm here with one of my regular co-hosts, Dan Allen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> He's very enthusiastic. Um, all right, so today we are continuing our, continuing our discussion on our initial introductory series on the subject of church theology, and we've been talking a good while about the church itself. Um, we plan on getting into the topic of theology and its importance for the church, but we want to talk about um, the church itself. We've talked about God's view of the church, how he sees the church, um, his um, the way the church is precious in his sight, and then as well as now um, we're on the second half of God's vision for the church, um, mm-hmm. what he desires to see the church um, to be and, and what it's called to do. Um, Dan, maybe you could summarize a little bit of what we talked about last week in God's vision for the church. Yeah, we went over a number of passages kind of pointing out uh, things like the church is meant to be made up of a diverse group of people uh, that is mutually dependent upon one another. They have different gifts that are uh, needed for the whole body. So one is a finger and one is a foot. No foot can say to the hand, I don't need you, nor can the foot say, I'm not needed. The whole body needs one another. Uh, we We looked at ideas of uh, striving to keep the unity. It's something that sh- the church need to, needs to work at, to keep the unity together. Um, things about encouraging one another, both positively as well as protective. So passages from Hebrews that the church is supposed to be regularly involved in caring for one another, uh, protecting one another from sin, guarding one another from get, having a deceitful uh, heart, heart, as well as stirring up one another towards love and good deeds. Uh, we looked at obeying uh, their leaders as long as they remain in line with the gospel. And then uh, taking the good news to the world. Like That is what the church is supposed to be about. Like We have good news for all creation, all, yeah. the, the whole world to hear. And then uh, to, to believe that we go out in the power of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we basically last time we surveyed a, a, a slew of texts that talk about God's vision, Ephesians 4, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Hebrews passages, things like that, to really get into the text and what Scripture has to say. And today what we want to do is then um, Right, because we were to, asking what God's vision is for the church, not what ours is. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's easy to think that, well, this is our vision because we're pastors. Right, yeah. And so what we want, we always want to start with Scripture and its presentation, what God has to say. And what we want to do today then is uh, continuing off of that subject matter is um, we want to ask some questions about like what would it look like for us if we actually did this? Yeah, some reflection questions. Yeah. Um, if that's true, how do we process this? Yeah, and how would we know? Like, so let's start off with this one. Uh, maybe first is how do we how do we tell if we're actually living this out? Or another way um, you could think about it is like indicators um, that I that I'm not living this right, out. Like right. a good sort of diagnostic. What are some diagnostic questions for thinking through? Yeah. Yeah, um, what this looks like. Yeah, I, I I think I know probably the first thing that comes to your mind mm-hmm. if somebody were to ask you this. <clears throat> yeah, and it is da, 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 da. join a church, be a part <laughs> of a church. If you're not officially yeah. a part of a church, yeah. and we're not talking um, sort of just attending a church, yeah. sort of conceiving of the church as some event you attend, but actually formally formally joining and making yourself. Um, officially and publicly recognized as a part of that community. So you have that sense of accountability. You put mm-hmm. yourself under the leadership of particular um, elders and, and in yeah. relationship with others. Yeah. And communicating that, to the body, like, I, that, this, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to do that church. for you, and, yeah. I, and I need you to do that for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought mentioning this, this one kind of takes a little bit of 
uh, clarification, I guess, but, uh, caveating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the question you could ask is, is, am I orienting my life around the local church? Or you might say, is the local church, does it have a, a, a priority on my schedule in particular? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's email. <laughs> so there's different ways that you can tell, uh, perhaps whether or not that's happening. So, uh, you could, you could say, have I ever sacrificed a, a vacation or arranged my vacation around the life of the local church? It'd be one indicator. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, if it never even is a thought, like how is my vacation or my multiple vacations going to affect the life of the local church? And that could be one indicator that, that the church doesn't have a priority mm-hmm. on the schedule. It's okay to miss. I'm not saying that, but like, it, like you, it's like not like you can never miss. Right. There are reasons, like yes, say your uh, family lives in Arizona and you'll get to see them once every few yeah. years. Probably going to make sense if you're going to take a plane trip out there to that you might miss on a Sunday. Yeah, but it's sort of like it's not so much. I think if I can speak for you, it's not yeah. so much the what of like, are you missing? Yeah. Um, but the what, if it's frequent and it doesn't even cross your mind, is probably an indicator of the why. Yeah. And sort right. of your motive and yeah. your heart in the matter. Yeah. Like why are, if you're missing frequently, for example, it, it, it seems to show that the church is not in a place of significant priority. Yeah. To. Yeah. And it might, I mean, to, it might help as, as we process this, like, you know, all of us could be in a room and all say, yeah, the local church is a priority in my life. Um, and all of us would probably have a line that we would draw to say, well, if that's true, I don't think any of us would put the line and say, you don't ever have to show up. Right. Right. 52 weeks out of the year you can miss. Yeah. Right. Um, but there is some sort of a line where it begins to be uncomfortable for all of us to, mm-hmm. to th- <clears throat> you know. So I, I think, but then it's asking like, why do we miss? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like we don't want to be legalists and say, here's the line. Everyone yeah, has to I don't follow think that there rule. Is a number. But the point being with the idea of is like, well, we know there is a point where we have crossed into like, I'm not prioritizing it. Yeah. Um, so without drawing super particulars, it's just worth raising the question. Like, mm-hmm. does it cross your mind? Um, it's not to say you can never miss um, or anything like that. Yep. There are good reasons, but but just to to prioritize actually being a part of the gathering of the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there can be other ways that, you know, that shows up on the schedule or, you know, work asks you to do a certain project. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe... It's going to take time. Yeah, maybe you look at, wow, that's really going to affect how I can engage in the local church. And I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I know that would be, you know, good for my career or whatever. Making more money um, or whatever. Yeah. And again, maybe... Maybe that is the route. Uh, maybe that's the place where you get counsel from someone in the local church to say, this is this is the proposal I've been given. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to affect life in the body and such like that? Yeah. Like, and, do you ask other people for counsel right, yeah. on these things? Or you just assume, yeah. well, I'm autonomous. I make my own decisions. Right. Apart from other the consideration of these other yeah. folks. But like making those decisions together because those people, right. uh, you're yeah. obligated to them. Yeah. You could also ask, how, how often on my schedule do other people from the local church show up on my schedule outside of the regular gatherings, right? So am, am I ever meeting with folks apart from the time that's just scheduled? So right. there's the, you know, the regular meetings, like a Sunday morning gathering, perhaps like a small group gathering or a family meeting or something like that. Uh, but then there's, you know, how many other days of the month, you know, 23 other days of the month or 22 other days, do I ever interact with other folks from the local church? Like having people over for dinner yeah, or coffee? Yeah, coffee, even, yeah, phone calls or, you know, some ways that you're actually interacting yeah. with people. Because the idea is when we talk, when we talk about the church, we're not talking about um, 
like an event that happens on Sunday right. morning. That is the church gathering. That's not per se the church. Um, so when we talk about the church being connected, it's not that we have some agenda that we're trying to say everyone needs to be there on Sundays. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of like there should be a regular communing and, and a, a, a lived out relationship with mm-hmm. these people that even yeah. transcends sort of the official gatherings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might, I, I think that's at least worth considering. It, it's uh, it's a little bit touchy because we don't want to get legalistic on this, but it's at least asking again. I'm just caveating. Yeah, I don't want to be overheard overheard uh, yeah. on it. But uh, I think in our culture, we're afraid to kind of press one another and ask one another those types of questions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you might also. I think another question is how often do you find yourself praying for the church, mm-hmm. praying for other people in your church, praying for the leaders. I mean, it's a significant that we thing that we can do to show care for one another, yeah. to bring one another yeah. before God. This is another diagnostic way. Yeah, yeah, another sort of diagnostic yeah. question. Yeah, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. How yeah. you deal with complaints in the yeah, church. for sure. Um, As in, like, I, I'm part of the solution or I, I have some ideas versus just, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. Or I don't like this. If you don't fix this, I'm out of here type attitude is that what you're saying exactly yeah inevitably there's going to be things that happen in the life of a church that are going to frustrate us or there's going to be weaknesses that we see and maybe someone else doesn't see it um because of the way um someone's gifted and not others or whatever the case may be people are going to hurt us etc um if we care if we're coming from a point of genuinely caring for the church so we're going to want to see those as opportunities to grow um we're going to want to handle those in a healthy Mm -hmm. way where we're not causing division and i think it's important to say too like when we say this another caveat would be this doesn't like the idea of like how do you handle grievances it's not saying we don't ever complain there may be a point point where love covers a multitude of sins and we choose not to say something but but it is but positive constructive criticism is good and helpful helpful Mm -hmm. for the church so i don't think either one of us would be saying hey if you have grievances and you care for the church that means you just keep your mouth quiet right don't say anything if you care about the church you may actually have more constructive, critical feedback, yeah. actually. You may actually have more mm-hmm. because you do care. Yeah, you, you might have more helpful critique. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think that's right. And it's actually a way of living out versus like the First Corinthians 12. It's like, well, I am a toe, so I notice something here that, mm-hmm. that's wrong. And so I'm going to bring out of my gift, I'm going to come and bring this critique because I see something. And most likely that is your gift, um, you know, in, in action. And yeah. And I'm thinking about that passage in Hebrew, I think it's Hebrews 13, where it's talking about letting the leaders lead mm-hmm. without sort of it being this yeah. really difficult, just like, I can't remember the exact yeah. language, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have, I think you have it in front of you. Yeah, let them do this with joy. Yeah, not, not because it's not, an, it's not with, of an advantage to you if, it, mm-hmm. if people are bringing complaints and sort of grievances in such in a way that's um, just, just like kind of yeah. draining, so yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah, another way to diagnose... Diagnosis? Diagnose. Diagnose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, would be to kind of consider when was the last time you had an uncomfortable conversation with someone, you know, holding them accountable or asking them, like, what, what's going on here? Uh, you know, that that's coming out of the Hebrews 3. Yeah. Right? Say you could have uncomfortable conversation just because you're awkward, Dan. But I was like, where are you going <laughs> with this? Oh, you mean, yeah. oh, I see. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've had a lot of uncomfortable yeah. conversations because yeah. I'm really awkward. I'm going to have one with you for making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, oh, I see what you did there. But yeah, like 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 the actual like we don't like to confront one another, right? Yeah. But it shows like if I'm confronting someone with the with the aim of actually seeing yeah. the good, living out the just, vision of the local church means that's yeah, gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and we don't like to. And yeah. so it's for a lot of us, yeah, it's sort of like when's the last time I've done that? That's mm-hmm. a it's a good question, right? 
I mean, even just sort of your involvement in ministry. So one of the things that we talked about in Ephesians 4 is that that vision for the church there is that the pastors and these other sort of leaders in the church, they exist to equip the saints for the work of the Mm -hmm. ministry. And that vision Mm -hmm. in Ephesians 4 is that everybody is doing the work of the ministry, which there is specifically talking about speaking the truth and love to one another. So we can ask ourselves, like, how much am, am I... Like, well, so first you're saying it's not just being a member, but now I'm actually involved. I'm doing things. I'm active in the ministry. Yeah. It's not just being on the, the role yeah. of the membership, yeah. but it's actually like living out yeah. your membership. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it would be worth asking, like, do, am I speaking the truth in love to other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there um, any evidence of, of that? How, how can I back that up mm-hmm. to say, yes, I, I'm doing that. Or how, or what specific um, actions could you point to right. as showing that you are, um, stirring up others for to love and good deeds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like very specific things um yeah yeah and very very close to that was i mean it's like how do i just in general care for people like showing empathy and um when when someone's hurting how am i hurting with them or yeah being sorrowful like romans 12 says weep with those who weep rejoice with those who rejoice yeah so like am i doing that am i doing that yeah is it i mean is that just a platitude that we say or is it when someone is actually rejoicing that i sort of come alongside them or if they're sorrowful now my computer went off Uh, wow wow this is really a train wreck right now um I I listened like a half hour lecture from you to make sure all my stuff was on. Oh yeah, yeah. Turn all your stuff off. Okay. Um, Maybe one final thing would be: Do you? We're just like going in and out between teasing each other into the serious conversation. All right. Would be this: the one final thing would be: Do you do you view yourself as a missionary um, in your context? Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to say sometimes where you work, where you live, and where you play. Uh, your job, if you have one, where you live, your neighborhood, your mm-hmm. neighbors, mm-hmm. and where you play recreation. Like, do you, is, is evangelism sort of maybe something you're just aware of, but it's kind of like an optional thing? Or do you actually like self-identify, like your life is viewed as I'm here to spread the gospel. That yeah. is like my mission because <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's our mission as a church and that's our mission as individuals within yeah. the church. Yeah. And that's good. It kind of goes back to something you said before. It's just, it's recognizing again that the church is not a building but the church is the church when it gathers together, mm-hmm. and the church is the church when it scatters into the world. Yeah, uh, going onto the front lines in the world and, and sharing the gospel with other people and displaying the gospel right wherever they are. And our mission is the same in both of those. When we yeah. gather together, we gather to proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. We ga- we gather to proclaim the gospel even in the ordinances, the mm-hmm. Lord's Supper being a testimony and a, vis- a visible symbolic proclamation of the gospel and when we scatter we scatter Mm -hmm. to adorn the gospel with our lives as those shaped by the gospel and with our mouths um to actually tell people it as well Mm -hmm. yeah i I think when you when you go through a list like that um i just want to say for anybody who is listening it's not like we're sitting here like pointing at other people saying well we see this like i'm going through that list and i'm like oh yeah that one yeah I, I, that that was a helpful diagnostic for me. I could use some growth there. I'm not, I, where am I? Where is that showing up in my life? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we don't say it's heard like that. We don't say this as if sort of we we're we've arrived and we're going to tell you what's what because we've arrived. It's more like these are things that I think these are maybe helpful ways to think about these scriptural yeah. Um, truths yeah. and to challenge all of us, including ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So so after you know you go through something like that and you say, okay, yeah, I see that. Um, but what if you're kind of in a place where you say well, 
I don't really want to. I don't, I don't really want to live that out. Like, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, this is hard. I don't have a lot of, I feel apathetic maybe, or I just feel kind of beat down or whatever the case yeah, may whatever, be. It could yeah. be a lot of reasons. Yeah. What do you do then? Yeah. I mean, one of the first things I think we want to do is ask exactly why. Like, there are a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what comes to your mind when, when I, like, yeah. possible reasons maybe? Why? Yeah. 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 So we're asking not just not just saying I don't want to, but like, well, why don't I? Don't yeah. Because to? knowing There's why, like, that. This, yeah. there may be a specific hurdle. Yeah. Like, knowing what your hurdle is will obviously help yeah. you know how to address it. Yeah. So I think one sort of obvious one, probably, that, you know, sometimes we feel is, I don't know if I really, like... I'm a, I am just a toe, and I don't know how a toe fits in this. Like, I don't really have anything. Like, what am I supposed to do? They're, they're, I really don't have anything to contribute. Yeah. So, in that sense, it's like somebody just simply not believing the, the theological aspect, at least functionally. Yeah. Like, we might be able we to read the passage. We say we believe it. But internally, we feel like, I don't have anything to contribute. Yeah. On that on that level. So, like, one of the things being that we don't, like, when, when Paul says in First Corinthians 12 that God uh, the Holy Spirit has distributed gifts for mm-hmm. the building up of the body. Mm-hmm. We, whether we would say this out loud, we say in our hearts, that's, I'm an exception. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to build other people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And so what do we do? That that doesn't spur us on to actually mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. seek the good of others in those ways. Yeah. We're paralyzed mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. Uh, another reason why we might say why I don't feel like it is is we've kind of fallen prey to the idea that like I'm, I'm a part of the universal church. I don't really need to, to do that in a local church. Yeah, like a lot of you kind of run into folks a lot of times who say things like, "Oh, I don't need to be a part of a local church because all believers are a part of the universal church," mm-hmm. which of course is a misunderstanding that the the universal church isn't just this nebulous, um, floaty, um, yeah. non concrete thing out there, but it actually is manifested in local churches Mm -hmm. and the the Bible's the way the Bible typically uses the word church is talking about a local church Mm -hmm. about people actually tangibly gathering together. Um, but that may be a hurdle is that you're actually just plain, uh, I mean, frankly, I guess just thinking incorrectly about what God's vision for the church is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might also, this is similar to what we said before about, you know, prioritizing. You might say, well, I just don't have the time. And, uh, you know, I think, not, I don't want to rehash that whole conversation, but uh, it could, it could, you know, we could just look at the reality. It's like we have time for things. So how, what are we spending our time doing? Is yeah. All. So like when we say I don't have time, what we're really saying, we all have 24 hours in the day. Yeah. So what we're really saying, and that's not to say that there aren't like sometimes for some of us there are maybe extra difficulties um, totally. involved. Yeah. And yeah. so our time gets more consumed, maybe more fa- more quickly than others, yeah. whatever. But if we all have the same amount of time, it's not that I don't have time, but I'm using the time that I do have yeah. on these things. Right. And yeah. wherever I use my time, I'm saying that's what's most important yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so it's worth considering that. Or another one might be just the fact that sometimes we don't, there's people in the church um, that we just don't necessarily get along with or mm-hmm. are necessarily inc- um, we don't necessarily like them. And maybe it's not that we dislike them, but mm-hmm. they're maybe not the people that we would necessarily want to hang out mm-hmm. with because the church is um, formed by the gospel. And so yeah. it's bringing people together that believe the gospel. It's not bringing together necessarily people based on similar interests yeah. or similar personality traits. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. that's where we need to be, I think, um, enraptured with God's view of the church to see the beauty that is there that transcends those things that we might find. Yeah. And I, th- I think, yeah, that's an issue more of like functional belief again. Mm-hmm. Like, do I believe that is good? 
that this person is here that's not like me, that, yeah. that views things differently than me, that is that is maybe much more, you know, has much more kind of urgency towards one thing than I do. And mm-hmm. like, is that good for me? Or, you know, uh, we like to hang out with people that are like us is re- yeah. the reality. But uh, I think when you experience, you know, sitting in a room of people that are totally unlike you and are able to be ministered to the grace, the grace of God to you through them. It's, it, it can be a really unique, powerful thing. And yeah. I think the world doesn't really experience that as much. Yeah. It's, it's a great a special testimony. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, one of the things that you find, like you can experience this in marriage. I mean, um, unless you're in a culture where there's arranged marriages, we marry people that we like, but even mm-hmm. with, even with that yeah. marriage is there's oftentimes friction in marriage sure. where the, you have to communicate and there's maybe misunderstanding and all that. And one of the things that we find in marriage is that, God uses, um, God has designed marriage in that way as, as a means of sanctification. In many mm-hmm. ways, like relationship, I guess what I'm trying to say is relationships, even the bristly ones. Yeah. Um, so if that works for marriage, it certainly works for more bristly relationships. Yeah. Like, like having to actually interact with people that mm-hmm. is where it's not easy is a, is good for us. Yeah. Even if we don't yeah. like it. Yeah. And I suppose you could still, you know, at the end of the day, just say, yeah, well, I don't want to, cause I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, I don't care what you say. <laughs> Right. Just don't feel like it. Yeah. And at that point, right. we've talked a little bit about this and I think past um, episodes, but there is a goodness to just being disciplined in this. Yeah. Like even when I don't feel like it deep down, um, having the conviction that it's important and mm-hmm. wanting to mm-hmm. even wanting to at a deep core level. Yeah. Um, even if I don't want to in the moment or just like on a superficial level, I was watching, uh, I saw this like prank video of this guy who he must have gotten permission from the store, but he, he was in home Depot and he had like a home Depot vest on. So like when you walk into Menards or someplace like that mm-hmm. and you ask, it's like all of these people do, I think is like answer our questions about where product is uh-huh. and they always know, well, that's not true, but <laughs> hopefully they, <laughs> some of those places are pretty good. Do, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm not sure. I think it's over here. But some of those people, yeah, they're really spot on. Yeah. Well, anyway, so like we all go into the, you know, that experience, you go in the store and you ask the yeah. person where is such and such. So anyways, the guy's walking around in the store and kind of waiting, waiting for people to ask him for help. And he's mm-hmm. not actually a worker. So when they come up to him, he just, part of the prank is he just goes, no, nah, I don't want to. And they're, and they're like, yeah. what? Like they're super mm-hmm. taken aback. Like what's yeah. it? he's like, no, I don't find someone else. I don't want to do that. Find <laughs> it yourself. And it's just like, and it's, it's like, yeah. like when it's your job, in other words, there's this expectation. Yeah. Like even if you don't want to do it, you're going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And there's something, there's something good to that. Like we don't, we don't want to be hypocritical and we should want to increase our, mm-hmm. our want, but mm-hmm. there, there, it's not bad to do something just because you, you are convicted that it is good, even if you right. don't yeah. feel like it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like. Just being, it's first being con- convinced that these passages are true. And mm-hmm. That's what God wants of us and has made us for. And therefore we can do it even if it doesn't, if I'm not experiencing the joy of it right now. Right. Just trust that it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 Which is a good word for, you know, our culture really values authenticity, which is good. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't still be authentic and kind of almost be forcing yourself to say, no, I am going to do this just because. Yeah. And I think, so as we think about these things, um, you know, some of us need to hear this differently. Some of mm-hmm. us need to be um, taught and, and told what to believe and mm-hmm. have our our minds um, transformed by this way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Some of us need to be encouraged because mm-hmm. maybe we are 
um, maybe we're discouraged or um, just yeah. frustrated. Mm-hmm. Facing, Tired. Yeah. 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 And then some of us, you know, need to be exhorted. We need to be challenged. Maybe yeah. we need to be rebuked. Like we know mm-hmm. what's up yeah. and we're just not doing it. Yeah. And we need someone to get in our face a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could do like a nice uh, three E's as a pastor or something. Wait, how would you? To be educated. You need to be educated, instructed, educated. Educated. Okay. And, and then, then. Encouraged. Exhorted. Okay. Oh, wow. All, all oh, yeah, that's so yeah, neat. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Uh, that's written down so we, have, pass, yeah, we have that written down dan just wanted to make sure you got all the ease that's why he's being weird okay all right let's move on to maybe a third question what are the biggest contributors for why we don't pursue this or find this vision difficult to pursue why we don't pursue this or why we might yeah. find this difficult to pursue yeah i mean this we could have said this earlier when we were talking about like i feel like i don't have anything to contribute yeah um I think that we could we could ask for the question like why don't you feel like that? Mm-hmm. Um, because then you can point the people back to the text. I can point my own heart back to the text and say, "But God said you have the Holy Spirit yeah. to empower you to do that." Yeah, it's not about so, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. if it was about yeah. you, would be like, "Well, yeah, we don't. <laughs> right, right. We probably right. don't have right. it. Yep. We probably do more harm than yep. good." <laughs> yep. But like, we don't have in and of ourselves. All joking aside, we don't yeah. have much to yeah. contribute and so to it's each other. Forgetting We're the fact yeah. that we've been given the spirit of God. We've right. been given new hearts to actually to carry out the mission. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And even Paul will say, like, in God's grace is shown in our weakness. Yeah. Um, because it shows that it's when we're able to minister to others, it's not ultimately about us, yeah. but it's about what God is right. doing. Right. Um I think a lot of this too is that um whether we are aware of it um or not, more likely not, I think in many ways um, at least to some degree, is that we're very we become very conditioned by our culture, um, by sort of the mm-hmm. mores and the, yeah. the beliefs and values of our society, and so and those being yeah. So like an example might be um, sort of a raw individualism, mm-hmm. sort of I pu- I pull myself up by my bootstraps and I got this on my own. That sort of rejects mm-hmm. the need to be in community and the need yeah. to not only care for others mm-hmm. like that as a good a good duty, mm-hmm. but and. Uh, a good calling, but also that I need other people. Like I'm yeah. not self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're just saying this is just kind of the air we've breathed our whole life. And it's, it's, it's impossible to kind of not be affected by that. Somehow. Yeah, absolutely. That contributes to some of these views. That we yeah. Have. Our culture yeah. is, is, yeah. is super individualistic. Kind of like we, we kind of, you make your, you're a self-made man kind of idea. That's like the vision yeah. of our culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's right. I would say maybe another one would be consumerism. Mm. Um, so what I mean by that is sort of an approach to the church. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes a little bit, but the approach to a church, that's sort of what I, it's looking to the church for Mm -hmm. what I get out of Mm -hmm. it. Um, where then the vision is, is sort of, uh, mutated there because then I'm like, I think we said before, you're almost acting like a parasite, Mm -hmm. um, to the body rather than a working, you know, um, piece of the body that's mm-hmm. contributing to mm-hmm. others right, so yeah, like yeah. the fact that but to show like i guess what we're saying is as this connects to our conditioning by the world like our world is very consumeristic that's mm-hmm. how we approach so many other things if i'm not getting a good deal on my internet i'm going to go with a different company or if i'm not getting you know whatever the case yeah. may be we are we're out for ourselves we yeah. want to make sure we're getting a good deal on it um mm-hmm. and yeah. so we don't normally approach things with what can i what's the good that i can contribute yeah, yeah. i'm Hopefully this comes out right because I'm just thinking of it as, as I'm sitting here. Go for so it. This is a new thought. Okay. I probably heard it from someone because I never have a new thought. But anyhow, 
Well, you do. They're just not good. <laughs> just kidding. Just true. kidding. Uh, we need to have a hard conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> We're going to have a really uncomfortable conversation later. Um, the idea of, like, when we do that, um, it's like we look for the thing, what the church can give me that I like, not what I need. You know, like, meaning, mm-hmm. um, I mean, have you ever heard of someone saying, like, you know, I, I want to become a part of a local church. I want to find one that really, like, challenges me and like points out areas where I'm weak and, and where I'm wrong. Like that, that's, yeah, that's what I, I want. Have, I hear people saying that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm. You know, it's, yeah. It's like, no, we, no. we look like we have these categories that this makes me feel good. This is what I really like. So that's what I, that's what I want yeah. versus. Uh, yeah. Or like I mean, a place where even to think like, I want to, I want to be in a place where I know I can really help others. Versus yeah. like showing up, maybe you're new to a town and you're looking for a church or whatever the case may be. And you're trying to find one that, has a certain meets the criteria that you're looking for that you want to get out of it. Yeah. Not that those things are irrelevant. Like yeah. I want to make sure that it's, there's good teaching and preaching. Well, you should, that's good. Yeah. Um, but not approaching it as a, as a raw individual yeah. or a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that, uh, it was actually related to this one. Okay. Go is for it. Is that, um, the, one of the big contributors to this, uh, to us not pursuing this vision yeah. is the automobile. Did you know that? Um, explain yourself. <laughs> I don't, Is this I don't one of those original thoughts? <laughs> no. no. And, the, I, and I, I, I read an article one time about okay. this, about how the, the author's point was um, the automobile destroyed the church or the life of the church, right? Yeah. And so the whole concept was uh, that, you know, to take 200 years ago, yeah. there, was, there was no, like, automobile to transport you across town or to the next town over with, okay, yeah. you know, within minutes. So it's like, where do I go to local the, a local church? Well, let's see. Within the six miles here, I have uh, well, I have one or two choices. Like yeah, so I'm gonna go to one of those. Yeah. Or within two miles, as far as I can walk yeah. to be a part of the gathering, right? Yeah. And so that's where you're gonna go. And when when something happens that you don't really like, or you would change it to be this way, mm-hmm. where where are you gonna go to another place? Well, I'm not. I'm, uh, this is the you place can't. That, yeah. yeah. If it, things fall out there, you can't right. just bounce somewhere yeah. else. Because that's a lot of times what happens when someone experiences maybe confrontation right. or yeah. something. So they it, just bounce to another church. Yeah. There, you're, you have kind to, of force you have to, to hash kind of, it out. Yeah. You have to that's make right. amends. Yeah, and then the automobile comes along and suddenly you have the options. Like, I don't really like how this is going on. Or I don't like how that person preaches. And, hey, that guy's I, I like I'll his drive style or whatever. I'll, I'll do that. Well, oh, that one has this cool youth group over there. And, and, and all of a sudden you can choose your options which really is this consumerism idea but then if you keep moving forward and the internet comes into play i mean it it just like yeah the automobile i mean think about it i I can go on the internet and i can sell your car yeah (laughs) that's that's the application (laughs) no no we have two cars (laughs) what does that mean um but like you can go on the you can go on the internet and I mean, like, look up anything and go. I mean, you don't have to go to a, just a store nearby now. You can shop anywhere. I mean, you can yeah. now. You can listen to podcasts, and mm-hmm. like, people can treat that, <laughs> treat that as their church yeah. or online TV on the uh, or preaching on TV. Yeah. So I mean, it's only proliferated. It doesn't mean that all those things are bad. Obviously, otherwise we yeah. should probably stop recording this podcast yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the idea right. being, like, just knowing the conditions of our culture mm-hmm. and how those like many of us probably have never thought of that before yeah like oh that i would that i can't just like you know pick a church anywhere and mm-hmm. how that affects yeah. the way i view it yeah 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 i have a new thought 
Okay, go for it. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah, another contributor could be that, uh, you know, it's, it's just hard. Like, the reality is if you're going to kind of get involved in people's lives in this manner, like the Hebrews 3, Hebrews 10, yeah. like um, guarding one another as well as stirring up one, uh, one another towards love and good deeds, like, that that leaves you kind of vulnerable to being misheard at times, mm-hmm. um, you know, people kind of pushing back at you and... It's just or not it's even relationship. intentionally, it's yes. just unintentional hurt. It can be hard. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of us have been hurt by the church, and that we can use that as, a, as an excuse to give up yeah. on, on church, mm-hmm. like unrightfully. Um, even though those hurts are legitimate, like it's not to get rid of those, but mm-hmm. those are not reason to give up on the church if God's yeah. view of it isn't yeah, that's true, right. which it is. And it can just be like scary because then it's like, well, if I do really take this serious and I really do get involved, like maybe the other people will take it serious too. Right. Like if I start actually holding other people accountable, then that might actually open the door. That might give them the green light to start asking me hard Mm -hmm. questions and hold, and maybe I don't want to be held accountable. Yeah. And so we hold back as well. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, How about, um, you know, let's, let's try to move on to some examples of a practical step that we could pursue this more. And my, uh, Strike number right. two. Right. <laughs> Get more emails. All right. So yeah, maybe we'll close with that then. Is those is those sort of practical examples? Yeah. Um, so obviously, as we said before, um, or as I said before, I think the obvious one is joining a church. Yep. Like if you're not a part yep. of a church, join a church. Yeah. And um, find an area to serve in. Yep. Use right, your right. your gifting. Yep. Um, or even if it's even if it's not your it's gifting, not. Just, yeah. Just get involved. Because sometimes we use it as an excuse. Well, I'm not gifted in this way, therefore I can't mm-hmm. serve. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's it's even if it's not your gifting, it's still good to serve in ways yeah. beyond like what your skill set is, obviously, yeah. and passions. Yeah. Another thing you could do is make a point. You know, in the next two weeks, I'm going to meet with one person outside of the regular gathering. I'm going to have coffee with them, or have an over for have dinner, more for dinner, or something like that, or a family, or whatnot. Or maybe it's the next month. You know, but but maybe set a goal. Yeah. Or you could. Maybe think of ways that you could do something of service to someone. Maybe mm-hmm. there's someone who needs, who has difficulty shoveling yep. or raking leaves or shoveling. Um, we don't have snow yet. Well, it's gonna slow come. down. It's coming. <laughs> it was really cold this weekend. Yeah, it was. But um, wait, or, this weekend it's coming up. It's supposed well, to be cold. We're recording this on a date when it was cold this weekend. <laughs> so whenever this one gets released, but it was it, cold. Okay. It's October right now. But I think one one thing is like a a lost habit i guess you could mm-hmm. say that my grandma would be proud of me for saying is writing mm-hmm. like handwritten notes of encouragement sure, yeah, or yeah. prayer to for people yeah um like on paper on paper i know they still make that wow. um or like making a meal for someone offering to babysit sure, yeah. maybe yeah. um so that yeah. people can get out things yeah. like that. Yeah, that those are yeah those are all good just finding ways to serve people yeah um yeah i mean maybe the next next gathering you're at you could try to intentionally talk to someone that's kind of you, you don't normally talk to like on meet, Sunday, you're saying? Yeah, just yeah. meet somebody new. I mean, chances are there's probably one or two people that you've never talked to or you haven't talked to for a long time. Yeah. Because you know? we have a tendency to kind of go to the people that we're friends yeah. with. But what if on a Sunday morning you were you said, before I go talk to any of my sort of um, regular sort of people I chat with, I'm going to go make sure I say hi to every visitor yeah. I see or every person I haven't um, talked to in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I think would be really neat is maybe to even ask your pastor like how can i help mm-hmm. um like there is 
almost always something going on in the church where there's some sort of need, right. maybe some sort of project that's being worked on or someone that could use encouragement, uh, maybe some discipleship. There's like, there is, we're mm-hmm. never running mm-hmm. as much as, as long as we are people and we have um, things to work on, which we mm-hmm. always will, like mm-hmm. there's always something to work on. And what yeah. an encouragement it would be for a pastor to just be like, this person wants to serve. They just ask me like, how can I serve? And, mm-hmm. and, and they can point you in ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Another one uh, that comes to mind is uh, it's, it's from Robert Murray McShane, who was a pastor long ago. Uh, he, he said about himself, he said, the greatest thing I can offer my church is my personal holiness. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think that's not just true of a pastor. It's true of every congregation. So like what feels like sometimes doesn't, you know, it's just a very personal holiness project. Mm-hmm. It actually is serving the body in tremendous yeah. ways. And so when somebody else is, um, disoriented with life or needs counsel uh, for a decision or is whatever discouraged or whatever like needs something like you are there like you you are prepared like God has been filling you up to now yeah. pour out and minister grace to someone else so yeah. I think pursuing God on your own is, is a huge way to serve the church to serve others that's, that's right and that's, that's we don't normally think of it that right. way we think of holiness as sort of that's a me thing that has to do with my my own sort of uh, progress right. and my own well-being, um, but to actually say no, like in like in as much as in it, it, my ability to serve others is is many ways based on how I'm doing spiritually, um, and my ability to be in a place where I can give godly counsel or instruct others or yeah. speak the truth in love. Like when we are not pursuing our own holiness, not only are we depriving ourselves, but we're depriving other people yeah. as well yeah. of that good that we could be to them yeah, that way. that's right. I mean, it's a simple story about this. I mean, I, we've experienced it in a number of ways, right? But um, I, there, I've, I've, oh, I've thought about this encounter a lot, but I remember down in seminary, I had this, this dear friend who was, we would work out together. His name was Zach. He's now pastoring out, out east. And uh, he, uh, we, I was struggling with some sort of a doubt. I can't remember what doubt it was, but I was really struggling in my faith. Um, we were talking at, at the gym and I was just frustrated and I was kind of like, I knew I could kind of share with Zach, right? And so he's just like starts quoting quoting Bible passages to kind of combat my unbelief and my doubts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like it just kind of wore my doubts down. I just said, "What are you a walking Bible?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I walked out of there like so ministered to, mm-hmm. and like that all went back to Zach's personal walk with God mm-hmm. and having some scripture memorized and being able to minister to me listen to me and care for me in that moment. Yeah. And so it wasn't just a personal holiness project. It actually ministered to me in yeah. the moment. Yeah. It wasn't planned. Yeah. It's a wonderful way to serve the church. I have a quote written down somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it goes, it's along the line. This is related to like pastors and sermon prep, but I think it applies broadly, more broadly. Is the idea of like all of life is sermon preparation. Mm. Like it's not just sitting there and trying to understand what a passage says. It, it is that of course, but it's, it's also all of life because your whole life um, affects the way you interact with scripture and seek to see it applied mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your own life and the lives of others in a similar way, like you're in your own personal holiness. Are you prepared to mm-hmm. serve other people in mm-hmm. your own ho- mm-hmm. with your own holiness? Um, I think maybe two other final ones that I can think yeah. of would be obviously like praying for people, mm-hmm. take, maybe yep. setting up a yep. disciplined uh, way of like praying for one family every mm-hmm. single uh, day of the week, like maybe printing off your church's directory mm-hmm. uh, or something like that and kind of working through um, mm-hmm. everyone. And then, of course, even as we've talked about the church being a people on mission, um, is if you were to 
as we've kind of framed this, like maybe let me take a step back. Like we've listed out a lot of things, different mm-hmm. tangible things mm-hmm. that you could do here. You know, it's not to say you need to do all of these right, and yeah. like, uh, like just feel overwhelmed, but it's kind of like, these are some samples of things where right. if you're like, where do I start? Yeah. I know I want to improve on these things. Yeah. But where can I start? Yeah, just a sampling. Yeah, like maybe pick one thing to start mm-hmm. with. And one of those other things that I would throw out there is like saying, as a people on mission, and as someone who wants to see myself as a missionary in my own community, like be intentional about sharing the gospel with at least one person mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. month or sure, in the next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Or find one person you're going to pray for and try to reach with the gospel. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, good. all right. Well, that closes out our episode um, today. And then next time what we'll do is we will get into the subject of theology. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to review it on whatever platform you're using as well as share it on social media and all that stuff. All right, till next time. Why don't I want to? I mean, at least kind of ask why. You know, ask a why question, not just... Um, so, why is Kirk the way he is? I mean, I don't know. Do you know? No, nobody knows. <laughs> what? Oop, there, I bumped the table. Bumped the microphone. Uh.